The following is a hoop ball presentation. on Twitter at CorbinNBA, and I am tired of these blowouts. I just have to get this off my chest right now. Uh, this is a HoopBall presentation, so make sure you check out the fine folks of HoopBall on Twitter at HoopBallTweets, online hoop-ball.com. A lot of great stuff, a lot of good content, and a load of fun on the HoopBall Discord channel. Um, so be, be, a, be a subscriber, get on board with that, and check out not only access to the best fantasy minds that are out there, but also great content from people like, you know, me talking hoops all the time so get up in there and let's make this happen uh what a day y'all this is uh wednesday the 30th and the games have been rough i'm recording this the night before i'm only letting you know this because these games are still in progress and your boy doesn't care it's time to to, just move on from them uh right now i'm looking at two scores okay the suns are beating the pelicans 109 to 81 and they were up at the start of the fourth quarter 100 260. So the Pelicans are on a heck of a run, and guess what? It doesn't even matter. The Clippers, avenging their 50-point loss, or at least trying to, are up big over the Minnesota Timberwolves. We expected this would happen without the services of one Carl Anthony Towns. They're beating them 118-95. to And honestly, this was a lot worse a little bit ago as well. Minnesota, again, going on a run that ultimately doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, it's been interesting, y'all. I don't understand where the blowouts are coming from. But um, they're happening. Oh, by the way, and this is where uh, most of my attention is going to be focused on. We're talking about blowouts, right? Uh, let's talk about Milwaukee beating Miami 144-97, to but also setting a f- NBA record. NBA record, I said, with 29 three-pointers. Repeat, 29. On Sunday, they endured their worst three-point effort in just over a year. Today, they come back in a major way. They used 13 players. Milwaukee did. 12 of them made at least one three-point. The only one who didn't? Of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, shooting, man, I mean, again, not his forte this year entirely, um, but especially not. Everyone else did. Even Giannis Antetokounmpo, Giannis' brother, who was a 0 for 11 from 3 before entering tonight. In his career, 0 for 11 from 3. Got in and made at least one. The previous record for threes was 27. The Houston Rockets had done against the Phoenix Suns uh, just over a year ago. Um, Milwaukee's previous most was 22 against Sacramento um, over two years ago. It was insane. After one quarter, Milwaukee led 46 to 26. After the half, 83 to 51. It was insane. This was the biggest road win in Bucks history. This topped the 39 point margin at New York back way way back before i was born before many i'm not gonna go there april 10th 1987 was the last time the bucks had as big a road win the 47 point margin matched the second worst loss in heat history uh they lost 138 to 91 to pat riley and the los angeles lakers in the eighth game of miami's first season way back in 1989 this was this was crazy milwaukee had 16 threes by halftime y'all i mean this is insane um, and, and honestly, it's just so the dominant the Bucks have been, or at least how decided the Bucks games have been uh, long before the fourth quarter. The Bucks' last three games, they beat Golden State by 39 on Christmas. That was decided literally 
by the end of the second quarter. They lost by 20 to New York on a game where they were never close on Sunday, and they led by as many as 51 on Tuesday. It's just it's just crazy. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, we're talking about numbers. Uh, let's talk about how cold the Heat were here for a second. They missed Jimmy Butler with a sprained ankle. It's unknown whether he'll be able to return uh, when these teams match again tonight. But in his absence, Tyler Hero assumed scoring duties, led the Heat with 23 points, 9 of 16, 3 of 8 from the field. Not bad. But when Duncan Robinson goes 1 of 4 from the field, Bam Adebayo only 5 of 7. Uh, 1 of 2 for Goran Dragic, 1 of 5 for Kelly Linick. Precious Achua and Kendrick Nunn did most of the scoring damage off the bench. 5 of 8 for Achua, 10 points, 6 of 17 for Nunn for 15. It's not good. After the game, um, Bam Adebayo was like, hey, you know, listen, my job is to get teammates involved. In my mind, yada, yada, yada. Five of seven, dude, when you're losing by 51, if you're getting teammates involved and they're not making baskets and you're playing a game of basketball where the goal is to put the ball in the basket, then guess what your job is now, Bam Adebayo? It's getting teammates involved by getting them into the game by putting the ball in the basket. No excuse for that. Lack of aggression and a poor excuse, in my opinion. Come on now. Be better than that. It's my job to get players going. How? When you're down by that much. And if that's the case, 12 points, six rebounds, four assists. Who exactly did you get moving? You set some great picks for, Kel- for Tyler Hero. That's it. Kendrick Nunn? Maybe you want to give him some credit for that? It was just a pathetic effort. Chris Middleton was on fire. 10 of 13 from the field. 25 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Giannis did not have a great scoring night. Uh, didn't have to with the way the Bucks were shooting, but 3-9 from the field, missed both threes he took, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, solid. Uh, Brooke Lopez hit three threes. Dante DiVincenzo, who's had a pretty solid year shooting a three this year, 5 of 6 from three. Drew Holiday, 6 of 10. Bobby Portis, 1 of 3. DJ Augustine, 2 of 4. Theonis, 1 of 2. Pat Connaughton, 1 of 2. Bryn Forbes, 2 of 5. Jordan Noir, 2 of 3. Sam Merrill, 1 of 1. And DJ Wilson, 1 of 4. Literally everyone else on the roster. And by the way, they did this at a red hat clip. 29 three-pointers out of 51. That is good for 56% shooting from three. Compare that to Miami's sad 29% from three. This is a game so bad, Udonis Hazem could have got in. Might as well. <laughs> it was a rough game. Uh, another blowout, to be sure. Uh, in, a, in a series that's had so many of them, in a season that has. And my theory on that, real quick, if I may, I mean, it is my show here. I think that because the season started so abruptly, you know, players wanted a little more conditioning, a little more time until around Martin Luther King. Obviously, owners and the clear money that was available pushed it a little sooner. But you have some teams out the gate who are hot and some teams that just aren't. The continuity isn't there. The fight isn't there. You have coaching changes in terms of players, you know, kind of easing back in where coaches will concede a lot earlier than they would uh, in a game where, you know, players had had more rest. You know, you up by 25 points. Okay, all of a sudden, I'm looking to the game I have against y'all tomorrow. Because of the way that the series is structured, the way the season is structured, with the 72 games and more back-to-backs, you know? So a lot of that, I think, is dictated by the way that the season started so early, you know? I'm not willing to put full blame on the teams, although some teams come out red shot and others don't. And with the, the rise of the three ball, leads obviously are built a lot bigger, a lot earlier. So that's one thing. But they also usually dissipate a lot quicker. And we've seen... I've seen at least four or five, especially if you've been watching some Wizards games, where one team gets to a 30, 40-point lead, and that's just where it is. Look back, and you're like, okay, look at the scoring numbers and everything. It's like, it doesn't look that horrible. It wasn't like one guy on one side got red hot, and the other side was just horrible from the field. But it's crazy. 
crazy. As a fan of the NBA, I mean, I like competitive basketball. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hard to watch some of these blowouts. Um, mind mind you, the 50-point the Clippers blowout. Shout out to Brandon Marcus and the uh, Clippers, uh, Hoopball Clippers podcast. But that was fun. That was fun. Watching them get the doors blown off, that was fun. Um, wrapping up uh, two games since I'm still here. Uh, Phoenix will beat New Orleans as if that was in question. 30 seconds left in that game. It's 111-86. Meanwhile, the Clippers have just finished beating the doors off the Timberwolves. Honestly, they made it more respectable, but 124-101. We can go into that just a little bit as far as what the Clippers did. Uh, Paul George, 50% shooting. Really the story, he had 18 points to kind of chip in there along with six rebounds and five assists. The real scorer uh, to lead the Clippers was Lou Williams off the bench, 7 of 11. Good to see him get going, 20 points and five assists. Serge Ibaka chipped in with 16 points and eight rebounds. Uh, Nick Batum, uh, people say he's been solid, I guess. I mean, if you're looking for like 7, 4, and 4, 7, 4, and 3, uh, tonight you got 7, 5, and 3. 7 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists in 23 minutes. Luke Kennard uh, got the start. Again, in the absence of Kawhi Leonard, uh, 6 and 9, 15 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. A lot of that's good. And then again, a lot of that is playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it's unsure how much of that to take away in a major way. Uh, going to Minnesota, rough, rough scoring. D'Angelo Russell led the Timberwolves, 22 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3. But after that, in uh, Ricky Rubio, let's talk about him, 17 points, 5 assists, 6 of 8 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. Anthony Edwards off the bench, 12 points. That's it. 12 points. One block. 4 of 10 from the field. All, all four were threes. So really 4 of 7 from 3. Uh, he took three more attempts. Missed them all. Nas Reed had a monster dunk over the Clippers' front line. A monster dunk, uh, including over Paul George. He finished 11 points, 3 rebounds, knocked down a 3. And let me talk about his uh, athleticism. He's definitely made strides in that department to really grow. The dude could barely jump in summer league, it felt like. And now all of a sudden... Uh, he has athleticism off the park. He's not like a beast. Not no one's going to compare to like a Zion or anything like that. But the dunk he did, that was the highlight play. Malik Beasley definitely got shots up. 19 points, 4 rebounds, 5 of 16 shooting, 2 of 8 from 3. And here we go to the dud of the night. We get the stud of the night, we get the dud of the night. The dud of the night, one Jarek Culver. 10 rebounds in 25 minutes. 10 shot attempts in 25 minutes. One steal, one block in 25 minutes. Zero points in 25 minutes. Did I say he took 10 shots? I did, right? I did. 0 for 10. 0 for 3 from 3. He was in walking over out there. Just just, just, just a abysmal performance for him. Uh, he did lead the Timberwolves in rebounding, so if you want to take some positives away from that, if you're a Culver fan, I gave you a positive. He led the Timberwolves in rebounding. He also took 10 shots and just utterly created their efficiency. For the record, the Wolves shot 41% from the field, 34% from field, from three. The only thing they did pretty well was shooting from the free throw line. So, there you go. New York Knicks. New York Knicks, they, they won. They won. Julius Randle had a very efficient game. A triple-double also. 28 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists on 56% shooting, knocked down all four threes. And I have to say, I think the space around him, uh, specifically Reggie Bullock, Helped him. Alfred Payton as well. Knocked down two threes. Alfred Payton had 14 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Uh, Reggie Bullock knocked down five threes. And all that helped the Knicks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, the previously unbeaten uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, 95-86. to uh, For the Cavs, solid performances for some of their front line. Andre Drummond, 
18 points, 17 rebounds, solid game for him. Uh, Larry Nance, 9.6 rebounds, 3 assists, only 4 of 11 from the field. After that, things get kind of ugly. The backcourt, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, eh. I mean, combined, they each shot 30-plus percent from the field, so not super great. Um, five of tw- 4 of 12 from 3. The two combined, uh, also 10 assists and 7 rebounds. 17 points for Sexton, uh, 17 points for Garland, 20 points for Sexton. Off the bench, JaVale McGee led with 11 points and 9 rebounds. Uh, Chetty Osmond would have been the dead of the not- night if not for Jared Culver. 6 points on 2 of 12 shooting, 0 of 5 from 3, 1 rebound, 3 assists, and that's all they wrote for Mr. Osmond. But for the Knicks to get a win, really good there. Um, jumping over to Phoenix, Phoenix decimated the... Pelicans, 111-86, as I previously mentioned. Zion Williamson had 20 points on efficient shooting, 9 of 13 from the field. Only two rebounds, though. Only two rebounds for Zion. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 13 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 6 rebounds, 6 assists as well. Steven Adams finishing double figures, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 5 of 5. Um, Eric Bledsoe, 3 of 5 from the field. Ultimately, though, it was a well-balanced over from the Suns. Uh, led by Jay Crowder, who had 21 points on 6 of 11 shooting, knocked down five threes, was red, out, red hot out the gate. Um, and, and it helped that he was hot. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 6 of 11, 13 points, 12 rebounds. Off the bench, Cameron Payne, who proved that his play in the bubble has not been a fluke, 13 points, 7 assists. Dario Sarge got in the act, eight, 10 points off the bench. Cameron Johnson, 18 points, 4 of 10 from 3, solid play. That helped to cover up a pretty poor shooting night for the Phoenix Suns backcourt. Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined to shoot 5 for 14 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3. They got to the line, 4 of 4. Only Chris Paul did that. 8 rebounds, 12 assists, 17 points. Like, you would hope on a good day you get a Chris Paul 17-12 game. Maybe a Devin Booker would get you one of those. But what you got right there, eh, I don't know. Very poor nights for the both of them. Uh, in, in similar minutes of action, 23 minutes for Chris Paul, 25 for Devin Booker. But because of the way the Suns played around those guys, they didn't even need it. Suns legend Frank the Tank got in for seven minutes of crunch time. Clutch. Crunch time. <laughs> that was me being funny. Garbage time. Javon Carter, another uh, a nominee for Dead of the Night. 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. Uh, one rebound, one assist. I was going to compare that with like, oh, less production to Jared Culver. Ultimately, I gave Culver the dud because he started. And if you take that many shots and you're not feeling it, then you need to reassess. Sacramento held on to beat Denver 125 to 115. Sacramento has Denver's number. This was despite another strong game from Nikola Jokic, who was clearly in the running for early MVP nomination. 26 points. 11 rebounds, 12 assists for Jokic on 64% shooting from the field. He got some help from Monte Morris, who got the start and played well. 24 points on 10 of 15 shooting to go along with four assists. Um, But that was really it. Uh, Gary Harris did okay, 5 of 11. Oh, my fault. Can't forget the big guy who actually led the Nuggets. Thought I mentioned this. Michael Porter Jr., 30 points, 10 rebounds, 4 of 7 from the field, 12 of 18 overall. It did not matter. Did not matter for Sacramento. They had a balanced scoring effort led by De'Aaron Fox's 24 points and 10 assists on 53% shooting. Rashawn Holmes also had a very big night. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 10 of 13 from the field. Marvin Bagley chipped in with 18. Nemanja B. leads off the bench with 12. Harrison Barnes with 13. Tyrese Halliburton, who's had a solid rookie year. 13 points, 3, 4 rebounds, 
or three rebounds, four assists, three steals off the bench, five or seven from the field, three three pointers as well. Solid night all together for these guys. And the Kings, man, playing well so far. It seems like once uh, Coach Walton figured out that, hey, this team plays best with pace, let's kind of go to what works well with these guys, <laughs> that they flourished. <laughs> it's crazy that he didn't do that last year. But you know what? You live and you learn. And, and there they go. Uh, the Magic improved to 4-0. and And you might not believe this. This is a weird little piece of history. But in the Magic's 31 years of their history, including the two that ultimately reached the NBA Finals, this 2020-2021 Orlando Magic team is the first team ever, yes, including the Dwight Howard Magic era, including the Shaq Penny Hardaway Magic era. This is the first Magic team to finish 4-0, to start the season 4-0. Isn't that crazy? The first Magic team ever. Remember, they made the Finals in 1995. They made the Finals in 2009. They've had some deep runs. They've had some good teams. Crazy to think that they never started the season 4-0 before. But they did. They did this year. This was the year. This was their year to come and make it happen. This was their year to take control. And you know who's really been uh, the linchpin of this? One, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz has been very strong uh, for the Magic. They ultimately ended up beating the Thunder 118-107. to uh, Fultz did not have a great shooting night tonight. Uh, last night, 11 points, 10 assists, but on 4 of 16 shooting. Uh, not great. Before the year, he's averaging 20 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists a game. He's playing with pace. He's getting you know the team into their sets over the lot over the first three games. He was shooting 50% from the field at least on good attempts, um, and that's been solid. It's kind of slowed down just a little bit, but still, really solid play for him. We gotta talk about the Wizards. I don't want to talk about the Wizards. But we gotta talk about the Wizards just a little bit. They fall to 0 and 4, uh, losing a woeful game to the Chicago Bulls, 115 to 107. Uh, Russell Westbrook with a triple-double, but sadly, it's not mattering. It's really not mattering. Um, His efficiency is still rather poor. Uh, This is actually a better showing for him than in games past. 52% shooting, only took four threes, only made one, so probably best to leave uh, those threes, kind of excise them out of his diet. 15 rebounds, 11 assists to go along with those 21 points, but in a loss. Bradley Beal gave good support, 29 points, 9 to 20 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3. Got to the free throw line relentlessly, 10 of 10 from there, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Thomas Bryant chipped in a little bit, 13 points and 6 rebounds. Um, but that was really it. Davis Bertans is still getting his wind. It showed 20 points, but I'm very, you know, for him, poor efficiency. Troy Brown gave you nothing in the minutes he had. Uh, Denny Advija didn't really give you too much. Nine, four, and four, but you obviously needed more, especially on three or six shooting. Um, I don't know. The Wizards right now, it, it's you, it was easy to say, okay, you lose a couple games to Orlando, which Orlando's not a great team by any stretch of the imagination, but they are a very solid team, and like we just mentioned, they're 4-0. Like, yeah, it's part of that for the Wizards, of course, but like they're a solid team. But then when you lose to teams like Chicago, who have been just pitiful, then you really have to reassess. And right now, the Wizards have to reassess. There has to be some looking at to what is going wrong. Is it Russell taking too many shots? Is it not getting Bradley Beal going enough? The numbers look fine. Looking at the game, it looks okay. But some of the rotations that Coach Brooks is putting out there, Russell Westbrook and Ish Smith, what are you trying to do with two basically non-shooters out there? You know, some of the, the rotations in terms of having your big. Who is your three? at certain points, and maximizing the shooting on the floor and realizing that with this Wizards team, putting some of the shooting on the floor means that you're negating some of that defense that might be helpful as well. 
Now, maybe the return of Rui Hachimura will bring some more balance. We still a week and some change away. But right now, you know, not a good start, especially for a team that had at least playing game aspirations. They can definitely rebound from this. Worse has been done before, uh, but it's not a good look. Speaking of worse has been done before, but looking better. Uh, Golden State, uh, you know, they finished 2-2. Two and two. So far through their first four games, they beat Detroit 116-106. Remember, the game before that, they beat Chicago on the last second Damian Lee uh, three-pointer. Uh, for this game, Steph Curry led the way, 31 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Looking like his normal stuff, 52% from the field, 55% from three. 100% from the free throw line. Andrew Wiggins found his form. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 of 8 from 3. Glad to find himself a little bit. I don't want to say find his form as if that's the normal Andrew Wiggins, but we'll take that over nothing if you're an NBA fan. Kelly Oubre actually finished relatively efficiently. 14 points, 5 rebounds, no assists, still no court awareness, but decent defense, and he knocked down a 3-pointer. So now that streak of field goals that weren't dunks, that was an O for everything, is a little bit better now. Looking at the Pistons, who unfortunately are still... You know, Jeremy Grant, Roch. You got to love Jeremy Grant. Uh, heavy points on middling efficiency. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. 9 of 21 from the field. 3 of 9 from 3. Blake Griffin didn't play too much. 8 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Mason Plumley, 0 for. Uh, but he gave you 10 rebounds, so there's that. Josh Jackson, who's still playing relatively well. Uh, he's been starting the last couple of games for Detroit. 17 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists on pretty decent efficiency, although he missed all five of his three-pointers. Uh, same goes for a very rough rookie season so far for Killian Hayes. 0 for everything. Had a lot of those. 0 for 4, 0 for 2 from 3, 1 assist in his 16 minutes. Off the bench, Derrick Rose assumed some more playmaking. He had 17 assists to go along with 5, or 17 assists. 7 assists to go along with 15 points. 6-18 from the field, though, so that's a knock. Um, Sadiq Bey, 3-9 from the field. Pretty rough game. Overall, the Pistons, who have been just pitiful this year, shot 38% from the field, 37% from three. Rough, rough, rough. Boston got some revenge on Indiana, beating them 116-111, to behind 27 points from Jason Tatum and 20 points from Jalen Brown. They will continue to use those as much as they can, but they did get some help. Got 14 points from Tristan Thompson and 17 points from Marcus Smart, albeit on some pretty bad shooting numbers, 30% for Smart. Off the bench, Jeff Teague played marginally better. Six points, two assists. Eh, not really sure how I feel about that. They need... Kemba Walker back in the worst way because their bench is awful. With the exception of one Peyton Pritchard, who is a gamer. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, solid, gutsy, good player. Gotta love Peyton Pritchard. For the Pacers, Victor Oladipo rounding back into some level of uh, old Victor Oladipo. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 55% shooting. Did really decent there. DeMontis Sabonis had a little step back in terms of shooting, but still did DeMontis Sabonis stuff. 14 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. TJ Warren, 17 points. Malcolm Brogdon, 19. Justin Holiday with 12 off the bench. And then Philadelphia beat Toronto. Toronto, still the hapless, winless Toronto. Lost, 100-93. Joel Embiid did return, 29 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists. Ben Simmons, 11 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Danny Green knocked in a 3. Uh, Seth Curry added 17 points. That was really all they needed, especially when you have Tobias Harris coming in with a good Tobias Harris game. 26 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 55% shooting. That ultimately was too much for a Raptors team that had some good scoring games from OJ Anobi and Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam had a little bit of more trouble shooting the ball, 8-23 on the night, but he did have 6 rebounds, while OJ Anobi had 26-2 and two assists. 
ultimately, though, this goes to the backcourt. Uh, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry combined to shoot 9 of 27 from the field, 5 of 16 from 3. They did pass the ball pretty well, 6 assists for Van Vliet, 9 assists for Lowry, but it just wasn't enough. Van Vliet ultimately had 8, while Lowry finished with 24 off the bench. You basically got nothing if you were Toronto, and you may be looking at them like, do we have a problem? I mean, they had some tough games, but at the same time, I mean, they haven't been able to get anything going consistently outside of one, uh, <laughs> the one constant, the Kyle Lowry. You know, you need to look at them and say, okay, what are we doing? Right now at 0-3, not too hot. Uh, fortunately, the Knicks come to town in two days, so we'll see how Toronto looks. And honestly, that was a quick little recap rundown of the night that was for the NBA on today's episode of NBA Today. You know where to find me. You know where to find Hoop Ball. Before I let you go, we do got to preview the games of today. Let you know what's going to happen. As I always say, all times or on Eastern. So that's what we're going to go with. So without a doubt and without a moment's hesitation, let's get to it. First one that we got to look at on this fine 30th. 7.30, have the Grizzlies minus one John Morant playing the Celtics. That should be interesting, especially since John Morant was the leader for the Grizzlies in scoring and assists, and now you're out of him. It's going to be a... Oh, did I even say that? I didn't mention. I think I did, but if I didn't, um, I might have mentioned this before. Remember, I <laughs> I said this on Twitter if you follow me there. I thought that John Morant might miss seven to ten days. Yeah, he's out three to five weeks with a grade two ankle sprain. Speaking of strains, uh, Kevin Love is out three to four weeks with a calf strain. So, not great there. Going to be interesting to see how the Grizzlies come together with the loss of John Morant for this time. They play the Celtics at 7.30. Also at 7.30, the Hawks with Trey Young will play the Brooklyn Nets. If we expect Kyrie and KD to start, this will be one heck of a game. This is my must-watch game. Check it out for sure. The Bucks have a rematch of Miami at 7.30 as well. Uh, this will be interesting. This will be on NBA TV. We'll see how this all works out. Because I really have no idea. If Jimmy Butler plays, maybe the Heat are more competitive. You have to think they won't get the doors blown open again. Uh, you have to also imagine that the Bucks won't knock down 29 three-pointers. But you never know. 8.30, the Hornets play the Mavericks. A fun game. Luka Doncic, LaMelo Ball, uh, Gordon Hayward has averaged 22 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. He's been very good for them, so that'll be fun. Uh, 8.30 as well, Los Angeles Lakers will play the San Antonio Spurs. Always a good one. The Spurs have had this new uh, kind of faster model than in recent years against the Lakers team that's still kind of finding its way, sorting out who's the starters and bench are and how that all comes together. Then, lastly, 10 o'clock, NBA TV, the Trailblazers will play the Clippers. That will be a lot of fun. We'll see if Kawhi will return. Uh, Clippers so far have had an uneven performance out of the first couple of games, but with the Blazers, who had a nice win over the Lakers a couple games ago, we'll have to see if they can bring some of that same um, offensive spark against the Clippers. Looking at Gary Trent Jr., knocked down seven threes against the Lakers previous night. We'll see what he can bring against them. Or you knocked down seven threes against the Lakers. We'll see what he brings against the Clippers moving on here. Man, this has been a night of basketball. Um, going to be an interesting night coming up tomorrow. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know where to find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure to check out HoopBall, hoop-ball.com on Twitter at HoopBallTweets. Uh, make sure to look up all of our fine sponsors that we have, uh, Manscaped. Get the Lawn Mower 3.0, Manscaped.com with the code HoopBall20. Get 20% off plus free shipping with that code HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. And with that, 
Your boy's been slurring for a couple minutes now. Need some water. I am out. But before I go, I am frosty. Y'all stay frosty. And I'll talk to him. All right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.